This is Dallas from now and you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gore Christ. With me as always, Dr. Vincent West. How we are we doing? We're here today with uh, Dallas of Nile. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Ready to play. We are uh, watching The Skull at uh, Dallas's request here. It was directed by what? Uh, Freddie Francis, who uh, was a Hammer director. He did oh, like yeah. uh, Evil of Frankenstein. He did... Uh, uh, Dracula rides, uh, shall rise again, which is awesome. So, uh, yeah, this this movie's pretty great. I've actually never seen it, but not for a while. Yeah, I'm not getting any audio. But... Oh, I had it off so that way it wouldn't pick up. While okay, that's cool. Is that good? Okay. You know, a lot of the stuff that uh, that I watch when I'm at home, mm-hmm. if it's at night and I'm trying to go to sleep, I I, I totally have the captions on like all the time. Now. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. This is this is great. They're basically this. They're digging up Marcus Desaad right now, and they're going to take his head. Which was actually a real person. He was very uh, perverted uh, human being. Absolutely. Yeah. And the skull has actually never been found. From it, it was actually was removed from his body <laughs> and his burial. And in the film, they kind of you know play on that. It's pretty awesome. Did you see this? I always first thought it would be a good mantelpiece. So. Yeah, for oh, sure. If we could find it, it's like, yeah, it's like finding Jimmy Hoffa. Perfect. He'd be a great man. Yeah, he's sitting above my fireplace. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would figure out how to use him. Yeah. <laughs> did you first see this as a child, or did you? I saw this on UHF television, Channel Forty. Uh, that was the local station in my hometown of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay. Wow. And uh, and uh, actually, my mom knew that I was in horror movies, and she was like, "There's this movie coming on tonight. You want to check it out?" So we recorded it on um, our Sanio Beta uh, video cassette player, and uh, we recorded it on that, and I edited all the commercials out of it. I probably watched it like a hundred times. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, and now I have the actual physical copy of the VHS, but I have yet to get around to replacing it on the DVD or, or Blu-ray. But it's, right. it's definitely worth a few viewings. I, I really like the interplay between you know Cushing and Lee. Always. Oh, of course. It's always just... Just beautiful acting and beautiful chemistry between the two of them. Oh yeah, you can tell that they're like friends. You know, they were probably friends. You know, uh, you're you familiar with Horror Express? I just picked that up on Blu-ray. Ah uh, no, I've heard about it. It's them on a train with a werewolf. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I actually I've seen part of it, and it was probably the same thing on some UHF station. Yeah, you know, it's great. You it's know, pretty got, great. You know, you got Stanley Spadowski horror movie night or whatever. Yeah. Oh, right. I've <laughs> seen the uh, the Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. Yeah. That, uh, the guy that directed Classic. this did one of those. Uh, um, the interludes in it. Guess, yeah. yeah, one of the episode things. Which actually Donald, Donald yeah, Sutherland is in the last one. It's one of the first he things is. he ever did. So that, I just, that vampire thing. I love this. She's like, hey baby, let's play it. He's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy tonight. Go away. For those of you watching at home, if you guys are following along, we're currently at three minutes and twenty seconds. This is as old school as we've gone so far. So, uh, we've gone some seventies. You know, we did the you know uh, 
phantasm and stuff, which is great. Oh man, I remember uh, my best friend Brian like showing that to me back when we met, like in high school. Whatever. Yeah. He's like, man, you never seen phantasm before. <laughs> so we went. And we rode our bicycles to a little rental place and rented. Right. Rented, and uh, I saw the. I believe it was the third one. No, it was the second one. I saw the second one in the movie theater. I did yeah, that's, that's a great movie. Yeah. That was good. The fucking shotgun, I, I almost, the four barrel shotgun. Awesome. Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's I was, I was just thinking about how I almost cried when they flipped that Cuda. Oh, um, no, man. I, I think like, I made Don Grr. cry because that's his car. <laughs> he was like, no, not the Cuda. I felt good for old Baldy. He was getting it. <laughs> yeah, man. He made <laughs> a trend, too. He's like the horror James Bond. He's just, yeah. Every 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 movie he's getting. The Bag That's right. <laughs> he's like a traveling blues player. Like in real life, that's his actual real name in the movies. His real name in real life, probably like Richard Bannister's. Like, you know, Don's gonna be traveling around with the new Phantasm and a 4K version of the first one. That's killer. Yeah, we're gonna go check it out. Because I never awesome. got to see it in theaters. You know, my, my yeah. young. He guy, didn't but direct yeah. five, but I think he produced it or did something with it. So I think but, he wrote it. Yeah, maybe he did. Yeah, he did something because he's been working on it for years. So. And now he's finally taking his clothes off, but he's not doing it to. Well, he's gonna get in the bath there. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> melt the red, the remaining flesh off of this skull, basically. Right. And some crazy shit happens. Pretty much. I, I think fishing line is involved. <laughs> <laughs> These movies are pretty crazy for their time too. I mean, this is '65, mm-hmm. and you got burning flesh. It's really nasty. They did some incredible stuff back in the day with the resources they had. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. This yeah. looks beautiful. We got the Blu-ray. When it comes here, actually, when it so. comes to like those early Star Treks, and when it comes to uh, say like H.G. Wells' The Time Machine, like of course, when that Time Machine came out, they were actually able to make the Time Machine disappear and all that. Back then, that was a big deal. It's fucking awesome. You know, yeah. they couldn't actually do that. So, and what yeah. a great. And you know, the thing back then, I find with stuff like this and like. Old Twilight Zone stuff. It's like oh, it's great. We got all these special effects and all that stuff is killer. And some of the movies are pretty good. Uh, but back then, you actually had to have a story and some yeah. acting. Fuck yeah, right. yeah. And it's something to to keep someone there watching it. Because Hollywood used to be about the acting. Now it's about the effects. You know. Yeah. It, when you when you were Hollywood back these times, you had to be like top notch. And I mean. Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee were like top notch or horror was that was like they're actually phenomenal actors, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, people want to talk about how bad William Shatner is, but he's got a style. He's fucking Captain I Kirk. Love, I gotta show you something. You know, I mean <laughs> even the episode that he did I think he was in a couple of Twilight Zone episodes. He was at, yeah. at, least, at least one. I mean the one with on the airplane where It's uh, great. The, where there's the like the that, you keep seeing that creature out there on the, on the wing of the plane. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Not married to 10,000 feet or 20,000 feet. Yeah. It's a great episode. Yeah, we always point out whenever we do these episodes, uh, you look on the credits to, you know, some of these, you know, like the 70s, 80s stuff. I'm a huge Shrek. You're going to see, store. you're going to yeah. see like these. i got all the box. Oh, you're going to see the effects people. It's going to be Star Trek people that, you know, we're on. I mean, that's some of the best stuff, you know. Yeah. The best in the business are those. Star Trek and horror movies have a lot in common because those guys are in bed with horror movies. They, they make all this shit. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, we got the skull there. It's perfect. It's just like... Yeah, I, later on in the movie, that thing was... It, it was actually pretty great. I think I came across this. I was probably like 13 or 14, so... I mean, I was old enough to where I wasn't like really freaking out. Right. I was like, man... 
I think. We'll turn a light on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, it see, was, those guys were the Hammer guys, the Milton and Max. Uh, oh, right on. So they they kind of made the jump to have some competition, but they were, you know. And then Freddie Francis, they brought along to direct a lot of the Amicus stuff, like Doctor Terror and um, Tales from the Crypt, also the old shit. So yeah, and there's Chris Frilly. There you go, right yeah. there. He hasn't aged a bit, right with Cushing too. <laughs> and here's the guy with the with the with the snuff. He's always <laughs> <laughs> he's like total narcotic wasteland. There. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I got this call, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, these statues. Uh, oh, they're I love that. Heels above and Leviathan. Yeah. And there's like a, uh, that's some nasty. others. I think that's awesome. Is this working? Okay. Yeah, it's recording. You see the little numbers? I'm bad about it. I hit. I just like. I just like hit it and handed it to you. Here you go. What a, a very underrated movie to me. It's a very good reference. Uh, Red Planet. That's a good movie. Yeah, but. He, they try to they have that old modem thing or whatever they're trying to contact and he was like is it working I don't know the little green light's on (laughs) (laughs) that's great classic Val Kilmer getting somewhat back into his real genius role for that particular movie that I noticed right away that's a great movie yeah I brought I actually brought real genius with me oh it's (laughs) great it's good what other stuff do you have with you you should you have to show us all of it already the one you got yeah, um, I bought. I just grabbed a few things. Uh, I, I was thinking um, instead of, for instance, uh, I've been watching Bates Motel. Is that is it good? I really like it. Yeah. Because it kind of gives a modern spin on Norman Bates' childhood. Yeah. How he became to be what he is now. Right. And um, I just I haven't been watching it on television at all. I've just been when the DVD comes out. Yeah. You know, and then. That's like our, our we have, you know, the family will get together, we'll have a dinner and stuff like that, and we'll watch, you know, we'll place through those. And oh, that's cool. Nights, <laughs> you know I mean? Oh, yeah. And uh, though, it's been really fun, but it's really starting to get creepy now. It's starting to, well, I won't spoil it for you. But you <laughs> well, I know uh, Vera Farmiga plays his mom. She's a really good actress. As well, oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, the whole the whole cast is perfect. The guy that's playing Norman is, is just, you know, brilliant. Oh, yeah. People always make fun. My favorite Psycho movie is the second. It's a great one. It is an absolutely great movie. I mean, even the third one was all right. We know? actually did the third one for the podcast. Yeah. I've even used that line a couple times. Could have been coming instead of going. It was our. It was our. It was our. It was <laughs> our mother, it was Mother's episode. Day thing. Yeah, <laughs> the Mother's Day episode. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit, man. I, I mean, I love Anthony Perkins, anyways. I didn't know till I was watching documentary that Tom Holland that did the original Fright Night actually wrote Psycho 2. Psycho 2, yeah. I don't know that he directed but I know he wrote it. And and I watched a whole thing on him talking about it and I guess uh, Anthony Perkins fucking loved it. Because originally he was like, I'm not doing a fucking thing. And then he raised like, this is great, I'll do it. (laughs) And he was blown away because he couldn't believe it because it was like he was just chomping at the bit to get it done. But Universal actually was like, well he approved it. So, I never saw that one in the theater but I remember uh, you used to be able to rent out video cassettes from the library, and that's where we kind of got our start. We even rented a, a VCR from the library before. We, we actually bought our first VCR for the original airing of the first Star Wars movie on television. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh. So we bought it for that, and uh, it's funny because it's got like you know, Michael Jordan on or Magic Johnson or whatever. It's like some basketball player <laughs> talking about how he likes R two D two and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the little commercial slots in between yeah. and all that. 
And uh, it's cool, man. I wore that thing out. It's pretty and, great. But uh, yeah, you know, it was just one of those one of those movies we we picked up from the library that I'd never seen before. I'd never. Seen. But on some of those movies, there would be advertisements for other movies, and I remember seeing the advertisement for Psycho too. Yeah. And I remember seeing Psycho probably way too young of an age. <laughs> right. And uh, and yeah, Psycho two is absolutely great. I love how he just totally right at the end he just he flips back. You know, yeah. He comes. He's Norman's back. <laughs> yeah. It's and then great. They just gave them to do the third one, which did go. All right, that's the Peter Cushing's character's wife. Right. She already don't like this guy because. He's on stuff. He's trying to sell him a skull and shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a... You know, his character, he, he writes for some uh, uh, cult magazine or whatever. Yeah. In the film, anyway, the character, yeah. Hell of a man cave. I remember that. That's the Cushing cave right there. <laughs> the Cushing cave. A lot of books, grand piano. <laughs> a lot of Cushing for the pushing. <laughs> Oh, what what uh, just beautiful acting and the props and where they filmed it it just it just it. looks so pristine all those perfect films you know even with the switch to Amicus you got the same you know uh, caliber because it's the same guys from 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 Hammer, I knew so it, it, you know the one you pointed out his wife she's in uh, Free Your Eyes Only the Bond film oh yeah wow I was because I I've never seen this uh, all the way through, and I was like, I just looked down. I was like, I have to look that, and sure enough, there she is. That's pretty cool. There's. Have you ever seen the uh, show Penny Dreadful? No. You would love that show. It's a Showtime show. It's on Netflix. Timothy Dalton. Timothy uh, Dalton's one of the main guys. They basically uh, that chick. I can't remember the chick in the second three hundred movie. Crazy bitch. Uh, uh, Green. Yeah, she's like the main character. They basically hunt down Universal monsters, you know, the Frankenstein's monsters in it, and Frankenstein's like, you know, trying to uh, just kind of not get killed by him because he's like, you owe me a debt for right. you know, leaving me like this and all this stuff. So, and it's set in you know the 18th century London, pretty sure. So it's it's pretty awesome, you know. You got the Wolfman in there, all the old shit. So if you like, you know, this kind of stuff, it's. It's a modern take on that, but it's still set, you know, back. It's pretty awesome. That's definitely something to check out if you see it around. Oh, yeah. If you're a Hammer or Amicus fan, that's a good show to watch. What's your favorite Hammer film? I'm not really sure, man. I didn't really even know that people were calling it that, really. You know, so I don't even really know. There might be some stuff that I really like that. Right. That I don't even know if they did it. I know that I've always really liked this. Right now, he's looking over a book that was... It's you know, about the Marquis de Sade. Right. But the binding is in human flesh. Yeah, it's in oh, human cool. skin. It's metal as fuck. It's right completely there. authentic. And uh, I think he probably was like 500 pounds or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's great. 500 pounds. You give me a couple of shillings for this. Right. <laughs> Whatever. And, um, and there's, you know, him in prison for, you know, Sticking it in people's asses. <laughs> yeah, he was, being a, he was a sodomite and he was a pervert. And, uh, yeah. He went to prison, mate. Well, he, he wrote novels about uh, really, really sexual stuff that was very. Uh, 101 ways of sodomy. Yeah, risque back then and very. 
that's just no-nos. And he just published novels anyway after they're like, this is gross, you gotta stop. And he's like, no, I'm gonna keep publishing these books. Because there, you know, there, there was a sick underground for that. I mean, oh, yeah. some of them some of them peoples were probably loving it. <laughs> but him at oh, the time yeah. was like at the pinnacle of that. I mean, he, he was pushing His name actually is part of why they call it sadomasochism. Yeah, he was like the, the, porn, oh. the porn hub of his time. After, but we're just with novel, novel. Desaad, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's just showing him how well he knows about his collection. Oh yeah, I know where you got that. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like I still want your, still want the skull. It's like have you, haven't you got lost in my man cave yet? You seem to know where everything is. Yeah. Come on, you know song. you want this book. About the dishonored in human skin. <laughs> you ain't getting the skull, but you can have the book. It's based and on. Of course, the same he's thing. got the classic. He's got the classic, like, secret safe. Right. Oh, no, wait a minute. He pulls out his wallet this time. Oh, no. Cash only, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you yeah, go. There he goes. <laughs> I want one of those. Yeah. Down in the bus somewhere, he's turn one of these lights a little. Safe comes out, you know. Oh, yeah, like I said, with these sconces, I just want to hit them on a whip and watch like a heart fall out of them. <laughs> it's like, what the hell, man? Pretty nice back here. It almost fits the, the decor of the movie, you know. Yeah. Got our own little uh, Cushing man cave back here. Yeah, we just need the safe with the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bookshelf. <laughs> Nine armor, maybe right there. Right, replace Marilyn with the skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that like an upstairs? Is he even got this? Isn't even like the main. Oh that's yeah, a, that's like his study. Yeah, he's a, like, yeah, that's his study only. He's a styler. Yeah. He's like, I don't even use my other rooms. This is just, you know, where I hang my head. I can and see and the, other people. I can see the wifey knocking on the door now. He's probably like, What do you want? <laughs> I said, give me a minute. I'm in here jerking it with the Marcus Desaad. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure yeah, this skull is authentic. <laughs> I want to see how authentic this skull is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So now he thinks he's scored right here, I guess. He's like, no, he's going uh, to score. He's going to score. He's yeah, going to snort go. some reefers. No. Whatever the thing is. even know what it is. Kind of uh, snooze, snuff. Our day, he's just like sniffing a hat. He's like, it's like he's got his wad though, so he's sniff ground tobacco. I mean, I think that's basically what it is. It's like the hash version of tobacco. Or yeah, something. it's a red man chew now, but they used to just sniff. And he's just some weird guy living in an apartment that's in all this culty shit, you know. Especially in a real skull. Oh, he kisses it. That's not good. Hey there, baby. Kiss of death. <laughs> you never want to kiss a. I expect some head later. <laughs> I got. I got the head. Now I want the head. <laughs> now he's coveting it. Look at it. It's like this little toy. Oh yeah. Apparently, anybody who's in range of it, like, because apparently, you know, um, you know, dude's colleague. Right. Had this goal, and that's why he was freaking out buying those statues, like paying ridiculous prices for it because he was under the spell of the skull. Yeah. Some freaky deaky shit going on. 
that's cool. Great, uh, you know, for anybody that wanted to check it out, like, you know, full-on audio and everything. It's a really cool soundtrack. I find that a lot of the, uh, the soundtracks for some of these old movies are just extremely inspiring. Oh, they're great. Yeah. I think the, there's, some, there's something the very metal song. about the shrieky oh, yeah. violins. And the, I think oh. the composer for these is actually a woman that did a lot. Of, like, she was at the peak at this point of doing all these films, like all the horror stuff, the That's Hammer awesome. stuff and the Amicus stuff, too. Like, she was doing all of it at the time. And, and it was iconic, because you knew when, as soon as you heard it, you're like, yeah, it's the same person. Uh-huh. It's got that gun, gun, yeah. gun. Where it's like the orchestra is like hitting every note yeah. chromatically at the same time to give it that. You wouldn't really have these movies without it, you know. The soundtrack adds to the, the horror and the suspense of it, you know. Mm-hmm. As it does, does a lot of horror movies, but yeah, a lot of horror movies like have to have it. Otherwise, it's, there's nothing to it. But these movies, it like really. We, just, we take a the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think the yeah. soundtrack makes the movie. Yeah, it's scary, but that soundtrack is fucking nuts. Yeah, you watch it, it just makes you sit, like dizzy. It's crazy. I remember seeing the third one in the movie theater. Um, the second one I liked I think maybe a little more it was just so freaking over the top gory we um, actually the, we with, did with the guys in the in the car and he's driving he like saws just part of his head off yeah. and like that part of his head like slides off uh, and chop like, top yeah it's a, it's great it's, yeah. you know skeet 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 <laughs> the two the guys at the beginning of the film yeah but, yeah it's great yeah but then I saw it's um, bad shit I saw the third one and uh, my very first band uh, we actually covered Leatherface, the song done by Laws Rocket. Wow, that's awesome! <laughs> I sent him. I found that damn soundtrack on CD at a used store here about three months ago. I, and I fell sent over it to him. I found it for like a dollar. That, that thing's yeah. rare as hell. <laughs> yeah, the I Death Angel and the Laws Rocket and all the good. It had some good stuff on it. I mm-hmm. thought. I like that movie. He actually met, met, he that met the Leatherface director. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the director. Cool. Yeah. They were goofy. Didn't man. the they guy were... that played Leatherface? Isn't he? Didn't he pass away? No, he's yeah. still alive. Well, the original. He's thinking of Gunner. Oh, yeah, Gunner. Gunner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The original guy did. Yeah. Cool. And actually, he's regretting this. He was over at the Mad Monster Party. Over, and that's in Charlotte. Yeah. In Charlotte, and he could have got his picture with him in full regalia in the fucking Leatherface outfit. Oh damn! And I didn't. I know. Like and I, if bucks. I'd known about that, I'd fucking died. Like a hundred bucks. I don't know why I didn't. But I met him. But I didn't. Do the picture and stuff, but uh, I met the other guy. He just looks like a giant biker. Wrestler. Yeah, it killed me him down last year. I'm a huge fan of that first movie. I think it's fucking. Yeah, I remember the first time I watched it. Of course, that was before my time. I remember my mother actually talking about it. she got to see it at the movie theater. You know, wow. she was just like, because when I started getting into scary movies, I started asking questions. She was like, "Well, nothing tells you." Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. Right. First thing, one thing she said. Of course. And then I saw it on, um, I saw it on video cassette because that's what, like, me and my buddy, man, we would ride our bikes. It was a place called Vision X, and if you got five movies, it was a dollar each. Oh, nice. Man, so awesome. we'd walk in there yeah. with like five bucks each, man, and just grab like ten movies. Get a marathon going. Go to the grocery store, get some microwave burritos. <laughs> that's, oh, hell yeah. Those are the days, you know. A couple of two liters of Coke. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Have a marathon, horror marathon, and oh yeah, just watch rock movies, out. And play some Nintendo, and listen yeah. to some metal, and uh, yeah. read comic books. Now, what would you listen to at the time when you were getting into horror movies? What was the? Uh, I was into a lot of different stuff. Uh, I've got a lot of. I got a. 
I'm a big avid Rush fan. I've always been a fan of Rush. Rush is great. Even before I started playing guitar and I was only a drummer, like, you know, Neil was my guy. Oh, yeah. Just the band and the lyrics and everything. Of course. When I started getting into the heavier stuff, of course, I was... That summer, I was probably listening to Flotsam and Jetsam, Metal Church. Oh, yeah. Uh, Around about that same time... This might have been a year or two later, but I remember listening to a lot of Sanctuary Refuge Denied. Nice, man. While I, Love while, that. While we beat Zelda, the first Zelda. <laughs> Listen to Battle Angels to beat the whole damn thing. Yeah, this, that's all we did that whole summer was just play, that's, uh, that's play great stuff, Refuge man. Denied. <laughs> that's and, awesome. And play Zelda. They're fucking great. They're a great band. I really like that first. Actually, I really like all the stuff they've done. Yeah. But that, that first one, man, I saw them open for uh, Megadeth. Wow, yeah, oh, that's awesome. 1988, mm-hmm. uh, it was Sanctuary, Warlock, and Megadeth. And the next oh, day, nice. I went out and got the, the Sanctuary cassette. It was at the place called Paradise Records and Tapes. Wow. There you go. Yeah, I went out the next day and got it, <laughs> and I wore that fucker out, and then got it on <laughs> vinyl, wore that shit out, and then so I was like, you know what, I guess it's time for a CD. It's your battle <laughs> music. Something that will, oh man, that got to have it. And I really liked Into the Mirror Black, too. I thought that yeah, was a great album. Yeah, great album. A little bit of a different approach. I saw them on that tour with Dead On and Fate's Warning back in the day. Wow. They reissued that Dead On album. I bought it oh, last man, that's year. Good. Yeah, man. That's it's good. got like a whole extra disc of extra shit on it. That's some cool. weird company put it out. I can't think of the name of that company. But they reissued like some Chromag shit, some other shit, but they reissued that. That's cool. Yeah. I wonder if anybody ever is ever going to uh, reissue. Uh, remember Fifth Angel? Yes, they were I being did. advertised in magazines about the same time Sanctuary was. I think they had yes, a split ad. It was probably Power Metal Magazine or something like that back in the day. Yeah, I wow. remember. I, I was actually going to tell you that the new Flotsam Records killer. I just bought it. It's actually Flotsam is good. They're man. still man, putting out great stuff. Man. I saw them a couple years ago with Testament. They were great. So with Overkill oh, yeah. too? Yeah, Overkill was yeah. in that bill too. They're super tight, man. Uh, I got to see Flotsam. I've seen Flotsam maybe three times. Well, last time is when we played 70,000 tons of metal. How was that? Cool. It was great. I got to watch Flotsam, and they were so super tight. And the guy's voice is still just brilliant. It's not a boat. I bet it's epic. You know. And uh, pretty cool. And uh, and of course, got to see Metal Church play twice. And their new awesome. record's killer. Have you listened? Yeah. To that? Oh yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. great, man. Uh, the second night, they played the first album in its entirety. No wow. shit. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And That's then great. the second night was just like the first three albums. Which I like Blessing in Disguise too. I thought it was even It's a great album. David Wayne, rest in peace, you know. Yeah. But uh yeah, I, I was just like, you know, a kid again, of course. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. I, this is what you know, if it wasn't for bands like Metal Church and Flotsam, man, I don't even know if I'd be playing guitar. Right. They're sad. I got into all the other stuff too, like Slayer, Metallica, Megadeth, and all course, that stuff. Yeah. But there was some extra fire on that guitar work on like Doomsday for the Deceiver. Right it was just one. that was really going for it, man. The right. guitar work on that is really great. It's good. Cool. Yeah, it's just metal. Did that's you like it. No Place for Disgrace? Did you like? Yeah, that? yeah, it's great. You know, the first thing I, I really like Quattro. That's a great album. The, the yeah. first thing I learned to play on bass was the Jones. <laughs> Hell yeah! That sounds dumb, but I was so happy when I learned to play that. I was like, this is great. I got to play the Jones. Of course, uh, bastard. Uh, you know, Cronin, who's you know, did your guy stuff from Annihilation on. 
produced Quattro and uh, mm-hmm. Drift of so Flotsam, so I bet that was awesome. I didn't even find that out until later. Really? It, his, yeah. his, the stuff he he's done. I was like, you did Quattro? <laughs> I was like, oh shit, man. I, I can like read that. you some of the shit he's, I mean. Well, he did Murder Metal and he did uh, the Donner yeah, record. Yeah, the yeah. Which the Donner record, I think, sounds really good. And Unabomber. Yeah, he yeah, sound like a different band. Like that. I mean, Macabre is usually kind of gritty, but he yeah. made them sound like fucking great. I just love how he made them sound great, but you can tell that it's not like overly fixed. No, it's still raw. It's, it's sound, raw as fuck. It just sounds good. And uh, and actually, uh, the from what I understand from what Neil told me, Dahmer wasn't even done in a DAW. It was done on like ADATs or whatever. Wow. Oh, wow. So it was just get it get it tight. Actually, have it, the CD. Get it right. You know what I mean? And get it right. Press the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there you go. So he did Unleash in the East. That was Jewish Priest. That's first live yep. album. Yep. He did uh, Sign In, Please, by Autograph. Uh, Under Lock and Key and Back for the Attack by Doc. And those were like my favorite Doc and albums right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Freddie, that's awesome. I was that, blown away by that, actually. It's like, a great movie. And the yeah. soundtrack it makes it. It's great. But it's rock and roll, but it's great. You know? Yeah. Doc, it's one of my favorites, so. I thought that was cool that um, Neil did that. And he also had ties with Warren from you know, Sanctuary. Did you, did you see they got back together? Mm-hmm. They're doing, I guess, a, a Japan tour or something. That's cool. Yeah, I thought it was. I never thought I would see the day. I hear the big in Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the, Japan's pretty cool. I, we haven't gone there yet for this album, uh, but I'm sure we will. You should do like you know, three shows. Do you like playing nice. those? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm I like to play anywhere, man. You know, metalheads are we're different. <laughs> yeah, we're different from everybody else in the fucking world. Very appreciative. Some too. of the finest people that you're going to meet in your lifetime. Uh, of course, there's assholes in every crowd, but <laughs> right, you know, <laughs> right. For me, it's like we're nobody out here is none of these metalheads are, are causing any real problems. You know. Yeah. Uh, nobody's like strapping bombs themselves or trying to blow shit up or trying to push their agenda on you you know trying to walk up to you and be like you need to listen to Niall (laughs) you better fucking listen to Niall if you don't you're shit you know what I mean I've said something along the lines of before but it was to a friend you know not like not to a stranger well that's another thing like nice Katy Perry shirt you need to listen to Niall you suck yeah I gotta do that yeah you know what I mean though. they should listen to Niall I'm not going to tell them to. They, oh, you can try anything They can once. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> there's people pushing and trying to push their, the, push shit down your throat, you know? You can't like, do that. So the whole focus of metal is the, ex, you know, the exact opposite of that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, if you're in the metal, then it doesn't matter where you come from and all that crap, you know, political, religious backgrounds, color your skin. You know, it just kills me because all these people think they're so damn important. And it's <laughs> like, you're just on a ball of dirt floating around in outer space. You're not any important than anybody else on this planet. Right. That's, that's like, true. It, until you can, like, mysteriously launch yourself into outer space and travel, then you're not going to be better than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like none of us are astronauts. We're all just listening to the same stuff. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like... <laughs> have they just people have to me seems have such a, a narrow short scope of, of things yeah you know? I agree with that. but a lot of times when you talk to people they happen to frequent heavy metal concerts right 
they understand these kind of things and they think the same kind of thoughts. Yeah. Well, it's kind of past them because they're in their their own place, you know. If you're at a yeah. metal show, you know. Uh, it's okay. It's it's okay to be a free thinker with attitude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they're talking about it. He's like, "Why did you outbet me on the stupid statues?" He's like, "I have no idea, man. That skull got a hold of me. Stay away from." He's, that's what this whole conversation is about. Christopher's like, "Stay away from that skull, dude. It'll fuck you up." He's like, "See, it's fucking, it's fucking up my pool game too. <laughs> the skull. Just, you can't bet on your own games with the skull. He's just going for a triple. It's all good." <laughs> He's like, "I'm not going into the uh, brief history of the band." Oh, okay. We would, yeah, love no to, we would love to have that. Oh, yeah. Brief history of the band. Um, the band formed in 1993. I actually heard their first demo. I was playing in a different band called Tukalian, uh, which was kind of like a Greek mythology thing. Anyways. Wow. Cool. Um, That's pretty cool. We were, we were like just kind of old school death or whatever. Back oh, in the nice. old school death metal kind of thing. Nothing we were wrong with that. Kind of getting a little hybrid with some of the tech work or whatever. Yeah. I heard Niall for the first time. I was like, hey, those guys are, you know, because we were all just locals. Yeah. You know, they were from South Carolina. I was in North Carolina. Right. And uh, we were just looking to shop shows because what we used to do back in the day is like trade shows with other bands. Yeah. Like, we get you a show here, you get us a show there. Oh, cool. You know, we would try to work it that way, try to make sure everybody at least got some gas money. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, uh, and I heard that first Nile demo, and I was like, man, these guys are pretty fucking good. And, uh, we scheduled a show with them, and uh, we had to cancel it for internal reasons in my band. Our band uh, actually broke up not too long after that, which I think was kind of weird. Wow. And uh, three or four years go by, I, I messed around with a few other projects, and then about 1997, I went and tried out for Nile. I was like, well, these guys are serious. Yeah. They put out festivals all the time. It's a good-sounding record. Yeah. You know, they're obviously serious about what they do. They're not dicking around. So, you know, um, I discovered them in 1997. And some of the things that I learned about how they got the name and stuff like that was, uh, you know, Carl was writing all these lyrics about Egypt and stuff like that. And the music kind of had that flavor to it, you know. And uh, somebody was somebody that was frequenting one of their practices said, why don't you call the band Nile? <laughs> yeah, really? That's simple. Yeah. So that's the story I heard. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, hey. and uh, but anyways, yeah, I started jamming. Uh, and it was like I tried out for them. Uh, I was actually trying out for a band that John Vasano used to be in for Demonic Christ. Well, I never made that tryout because my first one was for Nile. And of course. Once, once uh, I sat down and I just learned like three of the songs uh, just to try out to see if I could get it. You know, and see if they want to work with me or whatever. And uh, I don't know. Me and Carl started playing guitar together and it just kind of. Kind of worked. Yeah. Did you do vocals in the previous band before you joined Marvel? Yeah, I've uh, I always had to end up doing it. Uh, my very first band, I had some stuff where it was even like, yeah, you know, like, oh cool. <laughs> but, yeah. I think it's cool. We do the Warren. So, hey, what's up? Still doing the interview. So, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so I was doing that kind of thing, and of course, my voice ended up deteriorating after a while but yeah, yeah. I just ended up doing it most of the time because I could never find anybody to do it right. and um, there's been quite a few 
guitar players over the years have said similar things. I think even James Hetfield said that one time. He was like, he wanted to concentrate on playing guitar, but they could never find anybody. And you have to be be at least better, as good as what I'm already doing. Right, yeah. You know, and I wasn't a great singer, you know. I, I could stay a key. Right. But, yeah, just after a while, I was just like, fuck it, man. I'm tired of this shit. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll just deal with the consequences of trying to figure out how to sing and play this shit. Yeah. It'll be one more fun challenge. Did you do the lead vocals in the band before or not? Yeah. I yeah. was, and a lot of times I was the only vocalist in it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, my buddy, uh, actually the lead guitarist in my other band, Narcotic Wasteland, me and him used to play in a band uh, called Teratosis together. Okay. Nice. And, uh, I ended up doing double duty in that band with the guitar and vocals and the band before that and the band after that and and then with Niall I was like this is cool these guys are already doing that so the only thing I said was well let me know if you want me to you know take a couple of these and right. we can split it up a little bit and have like that triple of course that that triple front assault and uh, so we did that for a while and um, I think there for a few of the albums it got a little bit more where I was doing a lot of the stuff, but I think on the last couple we split that back out again. And I, I like that. I don't, I don't think it's good to. Um, it's cool if you got a guy that's got a cool sounding voice or whatever, but to split it up and have some different flavors. Just it's just more. It's just more information. It's more stuff to kind of sink your teeth into. Yeah, I like how you did on uh, at the gates of Seth. There, you really branched out vocally. And I think that was a lot of people were like, no, I I really enjoyed your vocal style. Like, it added to the band. You know, you guys have been around for a long time. It's not like it's stale or anything like that, but it's really cool. You guys just like, this is what we're doing now. It sounds great. So, well, I thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Seth, who got mixed reviews, and we knew we were, when we knew that when we were going into it um, with the super clean guitar tone and not that big wall of thick, fat Nile guitar. You know, that was a very, very different approach. We were just, we felt really confident about the. The music we had put together, and we just wanted it to be as clear as the thing. It sounds confident to me. That's why I enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's extremely it's very clear. well written album. Yeah. It was fun to get to see you. I got, I got to see you play the whole record all the way through. Yeah, me too. That was great. Yeah, well, we saw that tour as well. We saw it in different places. That was uh, fantastic. We played all. The, we never played Seth through all the way through. But we, we, did we? I saw that tour. We, well, no, there I'm was, messing myself. There was the one, one you did two sets where you did. That's what I'm. Confused. That was the evening with Nile. Yeah, that's what we. That's what I'm. But one was old and new. Sorry, Dallas. Kinda. That's how they worked up. Yep. That, there was another one you did. The second set of it the kind of I'll just remember that being easier. I was like, well, <laughs> shit, this is time for a beer. It was now. cool. Yeah. You guys. But yeah, are... the second set opened with "Blessed Dead," so we were busting that's out awesome, a lot of stuff yeah. from shrines. That was like the first, that. the first song I ever heard from you guys. I had got some relapse sampler thing, and I was like maybe twelve, and it had execration text on it. Oh hell yeah! It's like doo, 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 like just the drums, and I was just like, Jesus, what the fuck is this? And I, looked, and I was like, Nile. Oh, I like Egyptian shit a lot too. So <laughs> instant appeal was like, yeah, I love this man. I saw you guys open for Morbid Angel. Right on, and see that that's part of the the development or the history or whatever. I mean, uh, they uh, they you know before I was in the band, they put out Ramsey's Bringer of War, which was uh, like a limited uh, digipack with visceral records or visceral productions. Yeah. That was uh, the guy, the owner was the guy at Hemdale. Oh, okay. And he, the label folded because he was playing in Hemdale and he was going to college and probably had a job too. It was just didn't have time for it. Right, him. right. And then Relapse Records ended up picking up a portion of his catalog. Ah. And uh, so that's kind of how that all happened. Right. And uh, 
next, and then the first tour tour we did uh, was with Incantation. Oh, that's kind of nasty. Yeah, that was the first for Nefren Ka was uh, the, the tours with Incantation we did. Well, it was just really the one, but it was a fairly long one. It was our first one out. But that actually got our foot in the door because when Vader was on the Morbid Angel tour, they had to go home. They ran out of money, or well, I don't, I don't know what. Yeah. Who knows what happened? I'm not going to even speculate. But uh, either way, there was a slot open, and Incantation rec- recommended us. That's awesome. And, you know, John McEntee, the gentleman he is, he was like, "Yeah, man, these guys are totally metal. They will step up to the plate, verbatim." And uh, we went out. We took. Uh, Pete's, uh, our drummer at the time, his Nissan Quest minivan, and <laughs> drove it from Greenville, South Carolina to Portland, Oregon. Wow. And we stayed in that thing for two weeks. And we, we did that. We got off from back another tour with Morbid Angel after that. So, that was kind of our I think what they foot in the door. On us. It was Formulas. It was Formulas, yeah. Great freaking record. Oh. It, it, I'm so happy it's my favorite. Not to get onto that Blessed and Formulas, man. Formulas is fucking nasty. The guitar work on that is quite relentless, and it's very tasteful and means something to you. You know, the there's a lot of these are nasty too. There's a lot of these guys out there that are very impressive players. There's no substance. But you just got to have some hook, man. Yeah, know? I agree with that. But I'll, I'll never forget when licks. I saw you guys on that tour. There were these damn it, like the fucking sun. <laughs> I don't know if you. It was something reflecting the stage lines. I was going to ask you about this actually. Back in January when I was talking about, I don't. I was like, "What the hell is that?" It was like blinding. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I think that was probably the LSD I slipped in everybody's drink. Well, it, <laughs> it, it worked because I was like, "My lord!" I know how to make people interested in this band. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but it was because we're killer. I know I mean, what you it mean. Was, it was such it was, a good build. It too. was probably a big wash of light, really bright lights. Yes. Back then, we had the yellow guitars, and everybody instantly just thought sunlight, I guess. And it was amazing, yeah. though. I remember just being like... Now, those who in the guys to test, that was Eric Rutan that produced that. Mm, yeah, he did the drums on that. The or he drum production. We recorded the drums yeah. at his place, and then uh, with him and Neil there together, and then right. we ended up doing the rest of it actually at Carlson's. Wow. Now, what was it like going back with, uh, or were you even there when they were recording drums with uh, Eric? Oh, yeah, we were all there. We were so all was there. kind of a homecoming, or you guys stay in touch? After? Oh, yeah, we just saw Eric, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was uh, he was at the Tampa show, so it was cool to hang awesome. out with some of them. And, uh, they just I don't got know, on to be, tour with, to be uh, perfectly with honest with you, I mean, I know this is like an interview and everything, but, uh, right. you know, we've done our five records with Neil, and... You know, no band ever stays with the same producer for very long. Right. I wouldn't mind trying a full record with uh, Eric. Uh, oh, that would be awesome. We would shit. I don't, you we, know, people, to me, mix, mixes on albums are kind of relative. But I think what he brings to the table, what Eric brings to the table as a producer is an attitude. Yeah. And you know if I mean? you listen like, to bands like uh, the stuff he produced for Goat Whore and, and Gore, like they... He got something out of them I've never heard. Before. I think yeah, someone's funny. I was know. telling Cannibal Record was killer yeah. too, man. Dude, the, the stuff he did on Cannibal see, I, Man. I think they should have stayed with him. I, I, but I told Sam, Sammy was telling me uh, beginning of this year how they were wanting to go with a different producer. And I'm like, okay, but I, I really... I think he brings out like, stuff. I love... Man, I buy a record if it says Eric's <laughs> as an old death metal fan. Because to me, he's like the Scott Burns now. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely... And to hear him improve at it over the years, I mean, he's really got it going on. 
the way he was. And, um, uh, not to mention this, I mean, I'm sure he did his own record like in Furnace. Yeah, I think that is a, a head of death metal masterpiece. It's, it's fucking nasty. It's actually the the new Hate Eternal for me might be their best one since King of All Kings, and I, I really I agree with that. I really like all their stuff, but this one, some of the lead work and it seems to be like more memorabilia and more catchy and less repetitive yeah. this time. So yeah, it's just I think he's really worked on that great too. songwriting. You know, his craft is really uh, yeah. He's you know, an amazing guy, you know. man, and you know. Uh, Hate Eternal has always been like one of the most brutal fucking bands on oh, the yeah. planet. <laughs> you know? It's like when I think of brutal death metal, I think of like them. I think of Christian, you know, suffocation, <laughs> immolation, suffocation, yeah. gore guts, and pretty much morticians up there. Too. Yeah, that's a little sloppy for me. Yeah, that's good. But like, I, I mean, <laughs> not to say anything bad about those guys. I, right. I really enjoyed Hacked Up for Barbecue. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Man. We, we've actually I tried. Know, a great record. <laughs> we've tried finding those guys. It's like Roger, no response, Will, no response. I love those guys. Yeah, well, yeah. I, man, I remember having that shit when it was new. Hacking for I just think it's nasty. All my friends made fun of it. I'm like, this is nasty. I like what they're the doing. The movies, I love the right. samples. It's yeah. like totally up on my alley. Yeah. Know, the, well, but see, they always had the cheeky. They were a little cheeky, too. I mean, yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything to be, like, super serious. Right. No, so it was I just totally fun. That. Especially horror fans when I like, saw my buddy with that hacked up for barbecue shirt, I was just like, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, that is fucking brilliant. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it was just fun. And then I heard the record, and it's just like tuned loads of shit. And it's just yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like the whole thing. So. It's like you're actually in a basement upside down. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome. I don't know. He's having a bad dream, and the walls are closing in on him. But here's a great shot. It looks like uh, he's that like the a skull like a, is already getting into his mind. Looks like a Nightmare on Elm Street. There you part. go. Oh, that's fucking. Yeah, awesome. that's perfect right there. Whoa. Look how it's kind of rigid and shaking to <laughs> yeah, the side a little bit. But he's like, ah. I think I would be too. Morbid visions. <laughs> yep. It's about as morbid as it gets. Right but he's there. entranced, man. He wants That to, skull is fucking cool. But, but the skull is what it's trying to do is trying to get you to take, it's take, trying to take control of you and, and make you kill. Basically possessing, it. but you know. Yeah, it's possession. And that's what the, that's basically what they're not planning. actual embodiment, just like the uh, you know yeah. and essence of the skull being around is like. And that's kind of the premise of it. Like they're, they're saying that Marky decided the reason why he was such a twisted bastard is because he was possessed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which makes great for a yeah. killer horror movie. <laughs> you know, this will be this one would be worth rebooting. You know, if they were to do it right. I don't know. Well, like we see, you know the, yeah, the Dracula stuff. That seems to be the thing nowadays. Dracula, even and stuff like this, really fell off the wagon. You know, uh, not on purpose. It's just people don't. You know, the whole Twilight shit and all that stuff kind of took it a different direction. Went out. The romanticism has always been there. That's part of the lore. But you know, uh, you don't really do it like Christopher Lee. It's really hard. Yeah. To pull off Dracula the way he did. No, you're right. And you can't replicate that, but you can at least make something. I thought with Fright Night, even Fright Night kept the romanticism of Dracula, but it also made it very, uh, it's a very violent film, too, like the whole Hammer stuff. But it was, uh, I think it was a good uh, ode to the horror, to the Hammer horror stuff. Was the, the satanic rites of Dracula. Yeah, that one's fucking awesome. <laughs> Again, you got your boys here, yeah. that one, too. Oh, yeah. That was the second one they did, right? Or was that the first one they did together? I think it was the first one. I think it was, too. I got it. I no, got Dracula. It. Dracula was the first one. Yeah. They, they reunited for Satanic Rites. Now, who who was Dracula in Dracula 1978? 
because I remember. Was that Nick Franklin? Frank Franklin. Frank, 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 Frank. <laughs> I don't. It's uh, Franklin Jell. Okay. Was it? Because yeah. <laughs> Peter Cushing was in the beginning, but he died. What else? And then what he comes right. back again later on in the movie, but he's supposed to be like uh, Van Helsing's, uh, uh, you know, like relative or blood blood relative or something. I just remember laughing with my ass off because that one's my favorite one. <laughs> There's that one scene where you look at it shows a shot of the window and he's hanging in the window upside down. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. <laughs> Even when I was a kid, I was like, "That's not scary. That's kind of fucking funny." Yeah, yeah he's like he's like a bat. He's, like, <laughs> he's gonna go head first into your window. Uh, Donald uh, Pleasance is in that movie too. Ah, uh, does he? He is. is it? In the if we're talking about the same thing, I think we're talking about it's the one where the kids are like in the satanic cult in the beginning and they resurrect. No, you know they're like we're talking about there. Just out of curiosity. Oh, we got time. Perfect. Okay. He was like, "Come this, come Beelzebub, come Dracula." You know what I'm talking about? We. I don't think you and I may be talking about this. I don't know if we are not. Franklin Jella Dracula. The it came out well. I just remember seeing it on television, and it was one of those things that we recorded again. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I think maybe my mom thought the guy that played Dracula was kind of cute or something. That's why I said Nick Mancuso. <laughs> I think in, in 1972 it was Christopher Lee. Because he wasn't. Well, I think well, he's in a bunch. 78 or 79. There. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, we're talking about the same one. Pleasance is in that. Dracula 79. It's not a hammer. Oh, thing. that's, the, yeah, that's, that's the Dracula one. Yeah. Well, it's uh, that's the one where he's hanging upside down. That's yeah. this is a funny one. <laughs> <laughs> there is the Christopher Lee Dracula, and there's that one. Lawrence Olivier's in it. Wow, and Donald Pleasance. That's good. Yeah, that that's, movie I thought was fun. It's pretty stellar too. <laughs> yeah. And then later, I don't later, think I ever even saw other than the television version <laughs> of that one. Dracula '79 is upside down Dracula. And John, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's something weird about it. I just saw it. It makes it the most evil. <laughs> John <laughs> Williams did the soundtrack of that movie. You're kidding? That's what it said. Wow, I didn't know that. He really has oh, done wow. everything. Yeah, he's done a lot. I really like his work. I really like uh, who's the guy who does. I always get it mixed up with the guy in Boogie Nights, played by Burt Reynolds, James Horner. Yeah, yeah. He does uh, a lot of the well motion picture and Wrath of Khan and yeah. Search for Spock. Oh, of course. Yeah, I always, he did I always thought he did a lot of great stuff um, with that, and uh, he did Avatar. He did do Avatar. He did a couple of different ones. It's a good sound guy. Great scores. I was weird about Peter Cushing when he went to Amicus in the same year. He actually did a Doctor Who film where he was Doctor Who. And it was an Amicus produced Doctor Who. This always tripped me out as a kid. Did you watch a lot of TV? You remember the ABC? The mm-hmm. I showed my friend the other night. He's like, dude, that's too much. I can't deal with it. You that. did that to me. You're like, here's another one. You showed me like Superman 2. Oh, yeah, I remember this. It trips me out. I'll watch that sometimes. Yeah, he would always be like, I'll just get like really drunk and watch all these presentations. <laughs> it's like I grew up apparently in front of the television. Saturday night movie. Honestly, the only things that I ever watched, I didn't watch much television when I was growing up, but I did watch Knight Rider. Yeah, hell like, yeah. They're putting um, Knight Rider out on Blu-ray in like two months. Oh, awesome. I'm buying the I'm, whole fucking thing. <laughs> I'm getting them all. Man, <laughs> the, the Knight Rider stunt double, like for Hasselhoff. His nose is like twice as long as his, yeah. man. <laughs> to see him doing those like roundhouse spin, like Street Fighter kicks and shit. This is like. Or here's oh here's a great one. You guys are movie buffs. You'll love this. In the episode called Trust Doesn't Rust, it's got the prototype car, and he's like the uh, the self president or the self serving. 
kit. He was the right. prototype before they made him, you know, more like kit, which was self, you know, pr- preservation, right. um, uh, preservation of you know human race or whatever. Not such a selfish asshole like Carr. <laughs> Anyways, there's the final scene of the movie where they play chicken and they're 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 facing each other, and Michael knew that he would chicken out, so he he drove off the cliff. Well, if you look, there's like two or three clips when a car is going off the cliff that they actually stole from the movie the car. With James Brolin and Kathleen, I've got that on. There's wow. like there's like three or four fucking frames yep. of that move of that movie in that Knight Rider episode. Weird. <laughs> the course on the, blue right now, which you can actually. Oh yes. I guess the oh, guy. So it's one of my favorite movies. Guy that directed that episode, I guess, did the car, or was it? They just kind of put it in. A I don't know. Story well, it's both week. Universal would be my yeah. guess. It was well, probably they needed some quick little stock footage or something like that. <laughs> Let's use the car, man. Aim it at her tits, Eddie. They, well, that kind of thing. well, I was, I was telling, I was telling Corey the the original theatrical ending of Blade Runner is stock footage from The Shining. Uh, I don't believe. I, I would believe that. The driving, the overshot of them going to the Overlook Hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Sean Young and Harrison Ford driving away with stock footage that Ridley Scott got from Kubrick. God, which nice. is fucking crazy. It's pretty Good awesome. Old Stanley. Yeah, he did a lot of great stuff. Um. Yeah, but there was, you know, that the thing with Knight Rider too. Oh, we got the. Day. There would be a lot of, uh, oh, that's sweet. I'm totally getting it. But uh, you know, the thing with the shit, I forgot what the hell I was saying now. No, the thing with the Knight Rider episodes, like they, same with the old Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Like they had a lot of the same shots of Kit going through buildings. Like there would be, there was an episode where he was like some stunt driver or whatever, and he had like these little star decals on down the side. <laughs> well, every now and then you'll see like a couple of frames of that yeah. in a different episode. Weird. It's <laughs> already using that stock for October fourth. Oh man, yeah, I'm getting it. Yeah, it's they put out Airwolf. I bought Airwolf. A oh man, ago. dude, I tried. <laughs> they had it on Netflix for a while, and I tried to watch two or three of those because I watched it when I was a kid. Right. And I was like, I can't do it's, this. It's pretty bad. It's, it's bad. It is bad. For what? It, it does not stand the test of time. Do you remember Street Hawk? Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. I've got that on DVD. How about Stingray? Love it. I've got it on DVD. Again, you know, Nick Man. Yeah, so. that is Nick. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a Bond, or well, you don't really know what he is. Never explains it. I don't some kind of CIA offer. Uh, People hiring, yeah. Me and my best bro yeah. talk about when him and his dad, me and him and his dad, watched Rockford Files. Oh yeah, James Garner's you know, good shit. James Garner's great. He reminds me of my Those are on Netflix too. Yeah, they're on Netflix, and um, it's just funny, you know. It's just classic. He's like this kind of detective for hire. He lives in like this shitty trailer <laughs> on the fucking <laughs> on the damn ocean. And you know, he always he's going in there and somebody's hiding behind the door and they hit him in the head with the big seventies ashtray or whatever. <laughs> That's great. Classic dude. What was that one you got me watching? It's uh Oh Cole Check the Night Stalker. Cole Check the Night Stalker. Mm-hmm. That show's awesome, man. Show. It's classic. So I'm young. You know, Chris Carter like, you know, that was what inspired him to do X Files. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a great film. It, it's right. fucking awesome. Yeah, you've never seen it. I love it. All that shit's way there. past my time. Oh yeah, I know, and it looks better on Netflix than it does on my DVD, so Oh man, they stream 1080. I mean, unless you have your DVD player set up with uh, the the progressive scan, you'll get then you get true 480. Right. I remember the first time I did that, I, the first movie I put in after I got my shit all set up with progressive scan uh, with my new TV at the time right. was Tron. Oh, nice! Yeah. It's a great movie. I was kind of disappointed in the 
I didn't. I didn't like it. I was like, dude, can you leave the Lebowski? Can't do it. Can't do it. Can you leave the Duders to the Duders and like, and just be Kevin Flynn? Can you just do that for me? Right. I like how they had, you know. um, There's an interesting story about the uh, the soundtrack, um, the the original soundtrack of Tron. Well, no, that one song. It was the uh, the the composer that got a sex change. Oh, wow. Was a man, and now so the actual Wendy. score of the film. Yeah, so me and a tour manager, we used to have you know, we used to sing "Slice of my ball, slice of my, slice of my ball." Get us exchange, get us, get us exchange. Let's tell you how old I am. I had a Tron birthday party. Oh, that's awesome! Wow. Yeah, man, I had a Tron birthday. That. That's crazy. I did. It was at Mr. Gaddy's. We had a Tron birthday, pizza, and watched Tron. <laughs> the year before that, we had a Raiders birthday party, which was awesome. That's pretty funny. Yeah, um, we used to. I used to play. I used to play the video game a lot at Pub Pub Golf Games. <laughs> Dude, I did nice. too. <laughs> and, uh, there was one here out in West Knoxville. Yeah. I, I actually have it for. Um, I have. I have it from my Game Boy Advance. Actually, still like the original. Wow. But uh, I never could get maybe about three stages into it and then you get to the CPU and it's just coming Dude, down so fast. Fucking, well, you like, know what I had yeah, trouble with the fucking light cycles. I was killer at it as a kid. Now I try to do it and I'm like, crash, crash. Yeah. I can't do it. And I've old the, controls, man. You know, they just ain't what they used to be. All that shit. All those Discitron buttons. was fun too. I've got that. Discitron yeah. was awesome. You used to just have it sticking. That's it. Uh, yeah, I, I... The tanks was kind of cool because it was like Pac-Man. Oh yeah, the tanks were very cool, and you could ricochet the shots, and that was the way to really get it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the thing with the Tron machines was, uh, more than once, I'd be playing it, and I'd pull that that blue joystick or whatever, I'd pull it back, and the whole fucking front would come out. Oh shit! <laughs> and I'd just be like, "Oh, I just fucked up. All right, I'm out of here." <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, those were always bad about them. I would always break the joysticks on those things. <laughs> but. Uh, Classic. My uncle used to take me to this pool hall, and there was that was in there, and there was some type of an X-wing game where I could fly the fucking X-wing. Yeah, yeah. that was, was probably some kind of, the original. And it looked like the it looked like the oh yeah, that was the, the original Star Wars. X-wing. That thing was fucking hard as shit. It's called like a, oh yeah, you had to blow up the Death Star. I bet yeah. I'd spend thirty bucks and he'd keep just bringing the orders to keep me. Or yeah, and I would sit there and just be like, it was vector graphics, right? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that's it. That was the original one, man. That was a great one. It was fun. The music was great. It was cool. Oh yeah, you can. I think on one of the Rogue Squadrons, you can unlock the original. Oh, oh that's wow, awesome. that is. I had that for like GameCube or something weird. Oh, Rogue Squadron Rogue Two for Squadron. GameCube. It's yeah, awesome. One of my favorites. Uh, and uh, the Super Nintendo. Oh, the uh, the sixty four. Sixty four. Yeah, I have that one too. Yeah, because you can do the Battle of Hoth and tow cable. The ATATs is awesome. Man. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then Rogue Squadron Two, you can blow up the Death Star. Yeah, and play with a friend. Yeah. Now he's got the holding the skull Shakespeare style. My buddy that I keep talking about, uh, he he uh, makes stuff like that. He like really has his own shop. He like sculpts like stuff like that. He had a very, very convincing one. Really? Yeah. And it was funny too because it was there was a weird thing about it because I ended up getting some kind of weird text message about it, but it wasn't from him. Right. It was from someone else. Hey, did you get the skull in the mail? And I was like, 
yeah, because they had come in, but yeah. I didn't know it was from him right away. So you're like, uh... And it was just, it actually was kind of a freaky thing. Well, I know the mob, like, they're the mob. They're what in the hell, you know? <laughs> what Did is up with this? Plaster? Hmm? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he, he actually has been doing some art also with, like, uh... He'll find, like, a really, like, cheap, shitty pawn shop guitar and, um, like, you know, clay it up and, like, kind of destroy it in the process but just make really cool looking kind of art with it and stuff that's pretty cool but yeah he made me a really awesome looking skull sent it to me in the mail he's like yeah I'll send that to you just to see if it's cool to send things in the mail because you know mail they've been known to break shit yeah right so I all got to you freaked out a little bit but... that was a cool uh, <laughs> effect there that they just did yeah the skull is still illuminating in the background there it's pitch black you can still yeah, see he's them. lighting up the candles yeah. now he's a uh, because I think as a writer for what he's into as far as the character he's probably still really skeptical about this yeah and like so he's lighting up the candles and getting it all evil and they're like give it to me let me see what you got it's like I've only got a taste of the madness let's go Oh, yeah, and the whole cross thing. He did a little vampire hand creep to open the There's door. like some, I think from what I remember, there's like some really creepy organ stuff playing right now. You can actually turn on for a second here. We'll <laughs> get some, we need to hear some of the score on here. this movie actually where there's not a lot of dialogue at the end of the film at all it's all music and suspense and like mm-hmm. shit happening this movie's very uh, you know, iconic for this the last bit of the film it's, there's like next to no dialogue going on it's just oh and I love the shot yeah, from the great. skull's point of view that is just that's awesome the direction on this is fantastic <laughs> top notch man it's just like yeah they definitely the reason why this is top shot horror stuff they, they worked with what they had, you know, and look at that. Yeah, it's great. Very ominous. It's almost like it's floating, but it's, you know. It's looking yeah, at it's it. looking at oh, it. It's oh, man, it's like, ooh. Especially when you're, like, 13 years old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, holy crap, I can't believe they're showing this on television. Yeah. Well, they used to do the million-dollar movie specials back in the day, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back when I was I was supposed to be asleep, but when everybody else was asleep, I would sneak back out in the living room, <laughs> turn the TV on quietly, get to see all kinds of stuff I didn't need to be seeing. <laughs> There's also some really interesting like little drum rolls and stuff. It's like a death metal riff right here. Yeah. 
Fast Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and jam out to the soundtrack. Got some wicks. Right. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I go to my friend's house. And that, it was still big. The slaughter factory and that monkey getting beat to death or whatever and all that shit. I don't. I don't know if any of that stuff was real or not. The slaughter factory. Looked, I think the slaughter factory. I thought was it was real. like actual death videos. What they that original faces of death, man. I, I remember. I didn't eat hot pockets for a whole day. Found <laughs> <laughs> out the video I, store I like, man, on VHS. I, I was like, that really fucked me up, man. It's especially when they were eating that monkey's brain. Or oh yeah! Well, they beat it today. Oh look! Look at the look hammer. at the book. That's it's going next to my buddy. They're, they're doing really good. Like and the practical the, effects are perfect. You know? There is a couple of shots where you can see the fishing line. Yeah, that's all right. Especially on the Blu-ray, it's like you know, what do you gotta do? Yeah, it's, like, it's the fucking Necronomicon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you wonder if that's where they got all that right. thing flying around. It. He's got balls that'll sit there and just like stare at it. Yeah, I mean, to be what he's into as far as what the character writes, you know, the right. cult magazines and stuff like that, he's like extremely intrigued that. Just, who knows? He's probably like a total skeptic and maybe even an atheist or something. Just right. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> best time to be wrong about that is in a horror movie. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of leaves it there. He's, like, right. He's trying to figure it out. I would actually love to have a clock like that. Oh, he's breaking in to get those statues. I forgot about that part. Crazy fucker. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I need more demonic shit. Yeah. Those are bitch and statues. I they really are. Those are great. Put them outside so my neighbors will leave me alone. Marky decides, like, go get me those statues and a case of water and a case of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are bitch and statues. And a veggie tray. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most brutal of all. <laughs> oh, uh, there, oh been, yeah, there he is. He's, he's like, what the hell are you doing in here, man? You just broke my window. Like a mask or a head, or, you know, it's like a 
coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got some weird shit in there like that. I bet he's probably, there's probably like a shrunken head in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. That is actually a really cool statue. Yeah. I'd love to have that. Had it didn't have those damn eyes on it. <laughs> Get a dentist. <laughs> damn. Kiss your mother with that mouth. Nice grill, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he's like, now I got my. Uh, oh, here you go. My paraphernalia. Simple but effective, you know. Yeah. Oh, it is. That book. Yeah, the book looks great. That's actually quite beautiful. Definitely want to read it. Whatever. I'm gonna have. A, I'm gonna just get a table just like that. <laughs> have those three. Just somewhere in my house. Time. I'm just gonna have cool. this table. <laughs> yeah. You know what this is? Well, like it's like you know three. Even of, the lamps and shit are cool. Like yeah. everything. If I did that in my house, like maybe. Two out of my all my friends would get the reference. <laughs> you <laughs> you know? have a study like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, dude, when do you start reading all these books? <laughs> like, I doubt it's, it's just my study. I, I would actually. I oh would, yeah. Now there's the pentagram that just awesome. Magic, you know? That's right. Black magically appeared. Uh, that's great. Oh, what a beautiful soundtrack. Very tense. Now there's a little dagger. See, I don't know what the hell's going on. Just yeah, he's getting, about it. he's getting these urges, and yeah. he doesn't... Very beautiful dagger, too. That's a it's great effect. Good. Yeah. It's going to kill that, that woman in her sleep or, you know. Yeah, this that's why I'm thinking you're going to, yeah. I want to say what it is, actually. <laughs> I love how it. the door opens and closes without, you know, any, yeah. him touching it. Yeah, there it's you always funny about Star Trek, especially the old one. The door never opens. It doesn't matter how close they're standing to it. It never opens until they're ready to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, i got to show you this. I think it's fun. I was a nervous wreck, too, about doing this. Shatner was here last month. Oh, I, nice. I, I went down and met him, and uh, he was he was unbelievable. I about passed out on him. I was, I'm a super dork for that stuff. <laughs> and look at that mirror in the background. Oh, now the, the yeah, book and stuff yeah, is gone. There's the four seat. She's got that cross on her, yeah. so she's safe. 
nice man. Man, he was he was so cool. And I slipped him a bottle of Canadian whiskey, and his handler's like, "Oh, he'll love that." Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And then for you here, a little home cooking I did. Nice. Got my Panthers jersey on too. He was all about that. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I love Ric Flair. Oh, uh, awesome. hell yeah. He's always hammered. He was. He was hammered the whole time, time. No matter where the hell he is. He's like, i got to find a getaway. Get that fucking necklace off of I love that Netflix has all the Star Trek shit on there. It's awesome. It's all of it, too. It's Absolutely. just convenient, man. It's Ooh, all it does, too. Ooh, all that stuff. So it's got to be out there. you got to... Sometimes I'll just put on the next generation and pass out on the couch for a while. Oh, yeah. That's man, what I've been doing. Great. Great. <laughs> I was never, like, super, super into it, but, you know, I grew up watching Next Generation and stuff, but uh, lately I've been just putting it on. What's your favorite? Well, I like the original series the most. I think that the storylines are better. It's great. Um, there's some really good episodes on Next Generation, but there's also some really bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Deep Space Nine fan. I love, I love that one, too. I never can get into that. It is super dork. It's like it's a little bit on the uh, it's a little bit on the soap opera side. Yeah, yeah. actually, Definitely. the last real good science fiction that came out for me was that reboot of Battlestar. You like that? I thought that was incredible. You like original Battlestar? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a Glenn Larson fan. Oh yeah, know? yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. W, I, I hated too, to hear but, that he passed uh, away. It's been like a year now since he yeah. passed away. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, and a man, you know. Again with the reboot, if they were to do like uh, if they were to reboot Knight Rider, but make it like more post-apocalyptic or dystopian or something. Oh yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. It would be cool to see it. Yeah, and, and you know, not not as cheesy because there was a lot of great concepts on that show. Well, know? see, that's why I like Street Hawk so much. He actually killed people. Yeah. He would dress up as like this vigilante, and he was a cop. That's what was crazy. If you remember, and he, and he kills people. I remember being a kid because George Clooney's in like third, second or third episode. No, and I was showing it uh, to a friend of mine. He's like, "The fuck?" And I'm like, "He's like, he's killing people too." I'm like, "Yeah, man, this was racy for when I was a kid." It's oh like hell this, yeah! He's riding around on that bike, fucking killing people. And the guy he talked to was like, he was like Punisher before the Punisher, or really, yeah, or whatever. But he's wearing like a. Uh, Hugh Hefner robot. Yeah, that Mill Creek company's put they put out Airwolf and they are putting out Night Rider, they're putting out all the Mommy Vice. I want all the Mommy Vice. I I love the first like two or three seasons. Miami Vice was very cool. Um Anchor Bay was a company that was I noticed would, their name would be on like the car DVD or on the old video cassette because yeah. I still have all that. I, I I couldn't believe I found any of that crap on video cassette. Well Scream Factory is the company you can look for now to have all that stuff. Oh, killer. Either them or Arrow. Killer. Killer. Um, I'm definitely adding to my collection then. Because the, the, yeah, the car came out towards the end of last year. I bought that. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, too. It looks awesome. And you know what? I've always wanted that car. Oh, yeah. That is the most <laughs> metal car ever. And I think it was based on the Lincoln Mark IV. That because sounds right. It's like a 72 model or something like that. Every now and then I'll see one. And I, and I instantly see that profile. Okay. And I'm just like... It's great. It's the car. It's the car. <laughs> yeah. No, I would love... And uh, there was... Somebody actually did recreate it. It's in Europe. It's real awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, real. Skull's awesome. just everywhere now. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. breaking shit and putting oh, out yeah. candles. He's pissed now because yeah. dude won't do his do what he wants him to do. He wants him to kill his damn wife. I was like, yeah. come on, man. I like did all the creepy shit, and made the pentagram happen out of nowhere. I'm opening and closing the doors for you, and you can't even kill your wife. What the fuck. Love that. The now there's a really there. that's a really cheap way to make shit creepy. I remember yeah. this. Which movie was it that the guy actually purposely reached up and started and swung the line and started oh, laughing? Oh god, what was that? Oh, uh, uh, shit. I know what you're talking about. Another sw- a good swinging light was a reanimator in the basement with the cat. Oh, yeah. That whole scene's video. That whole shit. All that stuff. They put brought a reanimator out earlier this year on Blu-ray this deluxe thing. Nice. If you're familiar with the movie Society, I've got that on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Bunch of that shit, man. Same From Beyond. We love I love it. From Beyond, yeah. And that movie's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. That was uh, screaming. Bit his head that off like a gingerbread man. <laughs> yeah, man, it's fucking... Yeah, that's classic. My favorite part of From Beyond, I think it's, it's the Doctor's favorite part, too, is when uh, Ken Forey comes in. And he was like, I thought I told you to get dressed. And she's like, I did. And she's oh, like, yeah, yeah. she's been crazy. Like, like, and, uh, that dominatrix shit. That movie's nuts. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. Wearing the Miskatonic University shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen a couple of those in real life. I've always wanted one of those. Oh, wow. But actually, the next shirt I'm going to get is from tshirthell.com. And they have this one. They have funny ass shirts. They got, uh, you know, it's got like Darth Vader. The Star Wars cast or whatever, but at the bottom it says Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be like, you know, oh, oh, people don't oh, know what it is or And of course, my favorite one that I wear on the show is the line that I got from them a few years ago. It's uh, got Jesus on the, on the crucifix and it says, Men who wear sandals get what they deserve. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There's, a really, there's a really fucked up one, but for, you know, it does have pyramids on it, and it says slavery gets shit done. I own that one. Pyramid. You do. And I did use... <laughs> I used to wear it, but I thought it was like, it's like the best shirt to wear Yeah, not right now. now. Not now. Everybody's yeah. really sensitive about it. Too soon. It's too soon. Yeah. Well, whatever, you know. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, purposely offend anybody. Right. <laughs> if you just get offended in passing, I mean, there's not much I can do about that. No. That shirt's funny, though. It it's is. historically They got funny. some great ones. Uh, yeah. They got, they got some... That's some really fucked up ones. There's ones where it's like uh, Sesame Street on drugs, and they're all oh like, my God, they're man. all like slobbering because they're on like heroin and shit. I buy a lot of shirts from this company called Fried Brands. They've got all these horror shirts. It's they're great. Yeah. I've got a Reanimator one. I've got a oh, see, Evil Dead one with Bruce on the front. There's a Halloween I've Three got, Season of the Witch I shirt. That. Like, I got that badass cover on it. I'm gonna have to check them out. Yeah, yeah I man, there's some cool shit. Yeah, see, he's fucked up now. Yeah. He's unstabbed he the skull. He's unstabbed oh, the skull. Now he's going to... Yeah, your time's running out now. That's awesome. Nice touch. Now you know it's serious. Uh, yeah. Skull's pissed. Time's running out. It's like, yeah, I can move the dagger into different rooms. Now he's trapped. Oh, no! <laughs> I will say, because I wanted to uh, talk more about some Nile stuff. Your guy's new album, uh, the newest one from last year, uh, really dark record for you guys, I think. Thanks. It sounds different, but not in, not as far as intensity, but the mood of it is very fucking dark. And what was the writing process for that one for you guys? Pretty, 
pretty much, I mean, in a way, it, as far as the process itself, it's usually the same, you know, we're just working the demos and we flesh out the demos in their entirety and with vocals and everything on them and then we kind of tweak on that and right. do the editing from that point if there needs, if something's playing for too long or you get a new idea, you know, of that kind of thing. We usually just flesh out the demos as most as much as we can, and then um, things always end up you end up trying new stuff anyways later yeah. on when you're in the studio. But for the most part, that's been our process. Um, you know, and it, it pretty much the same thing. This time we didn't have Neil Kernan with us there the whole time. Right. Uh, it was just me and Carl doing the guitars, the vocals, and the bass together. Just yeah. me and him hashing it out in a room together. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun this time. Yeah. And uh, we just really felt that we were kind of giving back the best of both worlds. You know, I don't think the Sethu was necessarily the right thing for us. It was a little a little too squeaky clean. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to give that I think wall, it was something definitely that, that you guys wall back, you know. You needed to put it out there though, I think. You know. Yeah. It's your highest charting album, isn't it? Sethu? I'm not sure. I, don't, I know it cracked the 200, which is pretty impressive. I don't, well, I don't really I don't for death metal all these days. Uh, I don't really keep up with all that. I'm pretty um, sure it did. It, uh, not every day you hear an Egyptian being death metal bands on the top 200. That's pretty impressive, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I I have to say that I feel extremely lucky that this has happened for us because. Even back when I was just playing like punk thrash crossover, and I right. was just some dickhead with a skateboard, <laughs> you know. It's how started. You know? I just, you know, I never really knew or cared if I would be able to do it on this level. It just right. never really occurred to me. I, of course, you're not going to be able to ever do this on this level. You're some, you know, some poor boy from North Carolina or whatever. So I, didn't, <laughs> I never even. I just went ahead and put that out of my head. But I, I still wanted to. Be in a band and, play and do it as much as we can on whatever level we can. And I think that's where everybody was at when this all came together. So we're just really happy that we're able to still be relevant after eight albums. And I, I yeah. think one of the reasons why is because we're staying active. Yeah, we're still you know trying to write the best stuff that we can write and 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 not take ten years to do it. You know, the substance is definitely there. You know, you guys haven't lost any. Any touch you guys have really experimented with your sound and it's paid off and I think going back to your roots a little more on the on uh, what should not be unearthed definitely paid off also but it's not like it's the same stuff again you know it's 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 new it's different but Thank it's still you. you guys you know Thank it's great you. yeah we just want to expand and get better you know and not just be playing but with you know just songwriting and all that stuff that's yeah. such a completely different pentagram that yeah. they don't even look like the same table <laughs> no it doesn't even have the design on the top of the table anymore. yeah he was like, I'm not going to get these guys the full show. <laughs> if, if my buddy was here, man, he would be like pointing out like boom mics and shit hanging yeah. down in the shot. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, he's one of those, you know, he can see all that crap. It's like, man. Awesome. And it's, that's just it. That's the end. It's kind of like how it actually panned out in real life. like, But, you know, they didn't actually find the skull, so it's missing. But this one, it's like they never figure out what the, what the hell's going on with the skull or yeah, because when the detectives walk in, even if they do see the skull there, they'll think the guy was just into some weird Satan shit. Yeah, they're like was uh, fucking around with his skull and this book and decided to stab kill his wife. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
It's like, whatever, you know, if that would have happened nowadays, they probably would have blamed a video game or a heavy metal band or something. Right, <laughs> yeah. I still can't get over that the chick from Fear Eyes Only. I'm a huge Bond fan was in this. That's just weird. She's, like, really young in this, because she's really old in that movie. That movie's, like, 81. And she's, like, I mean, I was, like, six. She's, like... <laughs> Wow, oh, this was done in England. In Middlesex, England. I just love the, uh, I just love the, the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. There's the credits they got, you know. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that movie. It's, uh, I enjoyed it. I've never seen it. it yeah, looks, I did. Blu-ray looks really great. good on it, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It looked great. I mean, that was 65, you know. That was one of the things that, you know, twisted my brain way too young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, a great horror movie. Man, uh, the first horror movie I ever saw was uh, The Exorcist. I was like five. I didn't sleep in my room for a week. <laughs> like, no, Mom, can I sleep with you? Got me. Yeah. I saw that at a drive-in, and it scared the shit out of me. Although I love it, now, I pissed my pants, you know, just like Reagan. Pissed <clears> my yeah, dress, it's, you know. <laughs> it's, and there's never looked back. I loved the thrill I got out of it. But since then, you know, nothing's really scared me. I've just enjoyed the whole horror thing. I started watching Friday Thirteenth and Halloween and you know Texas and all that. Yeah, Phantasm, Evil Dead, and you know all that stuff. So. I saw The Shining way too early. Um, my parents... That movie freaked me out, too. It was, it was at... I'm pretty sure it was at a drive-in. I was supposed to be asleep in the back of the car. But I wouldn't watch that movie. I was silently <laughs> just going, oh, my God, and he's riding down those hallways in the tricycle yeah. and those, come play with us, Danny. And they're dead, you know. Come play with us, Dallas. Forever and ever and ever, you know. It's just like, oh, my God, those creepy girls... The freakiest part for me was when he goes into that, you know, it's like that hot chick supposed to be in that bathroom. She's like, seven. yeah, it's that woman like, yeah, I don't know. That I didn't watch that movie for a long time after that. Well, I was like, you're probably, I mean, I was about his age when I saw it. It's freaked me out of me. Yeah, I was like. I was born in 74. So. Same here. Yeah. June the 6th. August. Yeah. 11th. There you go. Yeah. So yep. we're about this. By the same, yeah. Horrified, way me. too damn young. To My parents thought shit. I had. Fe- they thought I had fell asleep in the theater, and I'm just sitting there going, "Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to leave." Oh. Why, why is nobody listening to the old black man? Let's leave. I want to leave. I want to leave. I want to leave. You know, because I was like, it's, it scared the shit out of me as a kid. I love it now. I can watch it whenever. I think that's what ended up fascinating me so much about it, though. And then, uh, you know, Scott Jaws made me want to be a marine biologist before I ever became a physician. Oh, yeah. yeah. Such a great. And I just, you know, I, now I know so much shit about sharks just <laughs> yeah. because I love that movie and watched yeah, it a thousand times. Oh, it's times. great. It's, it's great. You want to be the guy good. to bust in there and be like, I can tell you to get rid of that shark, Chief. <laughs> Same thing with, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, you don't want to go to Texas for a while after watching that. Or, uh, I think real effective horror movies are where they, like, actually scare you to the point where you're not going to do something in real life for a while. Watch Jaws. You're not going to go swimming for a little while, you know. Yeah, I don't like to go swimming in the ocean now. Yeah, no. And uh, <laughs> you don't want to go to Texas, or you know, you don't want to go to summer camp. You know, it's like whatever. I sharks. I don't even. I don't like jellyfish either. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Sting my balls, and you're just kind of opening the the uh, the probability of something to happen if you go out there. <laughs> Did you ever go to the Universal Jaws? The... No, I never went there. But I did see some stuff about how the damn shark never like really actually worked during the movie. They were always having like, <laughs> like, yep. like mechanical problems with it. 
It was just a big old piece of shit. <laughs> what's 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 weird is that I've, I've been to the one, I've been to the one in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the one in uh, that is a funny story. Went to the we went to the one in California, and I was really disappointed. And we were on the tour, and I left the tour and went up and checked out the psycho house, and they threw us out. Oh shit! Because they told us not to do it. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing it." You take like a quick snapshot. I did. I have a picture of me in front of this fucking Bates house. Yeah, it's just one of those moments where it's just like, "Yeah, what should have, could have." I'm gonna be. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I I was like, "Fuck!" Because my friend Peter's like, "We're gonna get thrown out if you go up there and didn't." And we did, but it was worth it, I guess. I was real disappointed with the Jaws thing. I thought it would have been cooler than that. Yeah. You get there and it's like, "Come on, this is." They have that mummy adventure. Piece of shit, fucking shark. Yeah. (laughs) Go on that. It's like that thing. It doesn't look a hundred percent convincing in the movie, but it looks really bad in person. Yeah, <laughs> the shark. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it was. I was like, why did I want to come see? You know, it's old. He's got like bolts falling off. What's well, on like the Universal tour? It wasn't like a park. It was just like. I don't know. It looks but like a gigantic like, squeaky toy. <laughs> <laughs> the psycho thing was cool though. That was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because the fucking basement tells here, and I literally got to go stand up on the steps like where that whole thing. And then they're like, you. Like, oh, he threw it. That guy threw it. I want to go to the. I want to go to the Twin Peaks thing they have. Hell yeah! Are you excited about the new show? I know I'm. Oh yeah, I really wish they would get on with it. In, uh, January. Okay. They're cool. they're filming it as we speak. They're rolling. Or they've wrapped. Actually, they wrapped. That's it's done. Oh, nice. Good. And it's Good. it's everybody. This there's a lot of cast members that uh, are not. No, there's a lot of cast members that did come back and then didn't. Some that did. I David Lynch if, is still calling all the shots on it, so... Good. Yeah, it's be well, good that's one of the reasons why he was, at first, when they were talking about doing it again, they were kind of like, uh, you can't do this, and he was just like, Bye-bye. Yeah, he did. He was like, see ya. <laughs> no, fuck it's this. my way or no way. Yeah. It's his baby. Uh, Mr. Blue Velvet. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Man, I, that movie. We just watched that recently. He had <laughs> never seen it, and I kept telling him, I go, I'm Dennis Frank. Hopper, goodness, yeah. I'm, I'm Dennis Hopper in that face. Like, what was I? I, I was his friend that sells him drugs. You yeah. said that was me. Yep. You're, uh, Frank's here. You're Yeah, Frank's here. <laughs> That's a great movie. Do you want me to... I love... That movie's just great. Yeah. Film, but it's a great film. Yeah. Classic. And he's more of a, you know, thriller suspense guy, but David Lynch also, I mean, he, he makes so much in that movie. That's yeah. just... Lynch has got some... He's just... He's got that element of weirdness, you know. He's got that... There's a little bit of a racer head in everything he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and definitely. Twin Peaks, it's, I mean, you know, like everybody always says it, fish in the percolator. What makes sense to him, it gets you thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Now for the, uh, let's go from horror to shitty Jaws denial again. We'll just okay. Yeah, bounce no around. Um, for, like, the actual lyrics, is it mostly Carl that does that stuff, or are you actually really into the Egyptian stuff as well, and you kind of collaborate on stuff, or... I'm very interested in it, but uh, I haven't written any lyrics since the song Wind of Horus on um, on uh, Shrines. Wow. And just because I'm so I'm so happy with the stuff that he's doing. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I feel like he's one of the greatest lyricists in the business. I agree with that. Because uh, he's telling actual know. historical stories you can learn shit from. Who, who would have thought you can learn shit from Death Metal? And the way that he like does actual it, you know. So I, I enjoy just working with the music aspect of that. Yeah. And um, writing a few tunes for the record. You know, just writing the music. And uh, it seems to work that way. And you know, there's a lot of also rhythm and verse that's, that's his stuff. Right. So it's, you know, it's, it's a joy to work with, this, with the material. 
material. Oh, yeah. You know, it's literally, if I start reading that stuff, I instantly start hearing like riffs and music in my head. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun to work that way. Uh, if I do come up with a cool idea, then maybe I'll bring it to the table. Like, I might do like, like a couple little tweaks on something. Yeah. But no, it's 100%, you know, his, his lyrics. Yeah, I've got some long song titles that get longer, which I love. I love trying to. It's almost like you're deciphering hieroglyphics. You're trying to memorize the song title itself. And there's Aethophallic. Uh, it was uh, papyrus containing the spell against attacks from he was in the water. Papyri containing the spell to preserve its possessor. I guess attacks from he who was in the water. That's it. Yeah, crazy. That's good yeah. shit. That was always fun to announce yeah. at the show. Like, <laughs> and it was always fun to fuck it up every now and then, yeah. too. Just be like, Rip. but hardly anybody would notice. But there would always be that one guy who always wanted to be the cool kid and be like, yeah, I'm listening to this song. Like, what is it? It's like the fire containing the spell. You know, to say something else, exactly. I, just, I feel like I have to bring this up. You all have the best drummer. <laughs> he is a fucking monster. I like Pete, too. Pete was good, too. Which yeah. actually, Chief, but I mean, Jordan are on some of your newer records too with backing vocals. And yeah, we, we invite some guys in, you know. Uh, even uh, John Bassano comes in and does a few little sick things here and That's there. Awesome. You know, and, yeah, I mean, the split ups were, you know, for, in this band as far as, you know, uh, changing lineups, uh, changing members has been, you know, pretty diplomatic and uh, amicable, you know, no hard feelings. And, People just want to do different stuff, or whatever sure. the case may be, without you know, getting into it. Um, but yeah, we still see those guys, and you know, uh, Chief and Pete still live in our area, you know, yeah, all that stuff. And there you go, yeah. Like, uh, I haven't talked to Tony in a while, but uh, he was supposed to be at the Tampa show, and uh, I think he said hey or whatever, but yeah, I haven't talked to Tony in a long time, so wow. pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, George is... Uh, George is a fucking monster. I mean, I don't know what else to <laughs> yeah. say. His, his, his... If you remember the, the Atlanta show back in January, he, he... I don't know if he knocked part of his kid off or what in the first song. I was like, wow. They had to fix his... I don't know if he knocked a cymbal loose or what he did. I was like, Jesus Christ. That guy is always breaking shit. Because <laughs> y'all had y'all just do a jam. It's weird. He was oh, yeah. about him breaking the damn kid. Yeah, it's the last break time. Break your drums, George. <laughs> Every time, it's like every other night, man. I'm serious. Like, he'll look at me and like be like, "Dude, I broke like ten sticks tonight." I'm like, "No shit, really." It's fucking doesn't surprise me at all. He goes through like six, seven symbols a tour. You know, he's trying to he solve always, uh, he, he, listens, he listens to his uh, he listens to his drums and in ears. Yeah, he's got the in ears, and um, you know he'll sweat those out and they'll break. And he'll get pissed off and throw those. Fucking piece of shit, you know. And uh, yeah, he's. He's intense, man. Very intense guy. Very super cool and laid back, but when he's behind that kid, there's nothing laid back about it at all. No. It's like... That's what I... I mean, we, we make jokes. I, like, will this be at something like George's? I mean, we just... It's just ridiculous. He's so... <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it other than he's just amazing. It's just like, wow. Just to have that kind of power behind you guys, it just throws it completely out there. It's like, wow. Yeah, I like the fact that he can play fast... That's one of the things we like to do, but that's definitely not one of our main focuses. Our main focus sure. is just writing heavy shit. He's like but Neil, though. He's got those. He can do the. Mm-hmm. the he's got the, the ruler. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a complete package. I think. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, he's got it all. He's got some chops, but he, and he can play fast, you know. And, and uh, you know, he, he's, he's very intense. He's very consistent from night to night, too. Like, you know, even on a bad night, he's like, a lot of people wouldn't even come close on a good night, you know. <laughs> sure. And, uh, yeah, he does a great job. He, he's super laid back, super cool, but when he gets behind that kit, leave him alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when he gets back there, man, he gets, you know. The skull takes uh, takes hold. Oh, yeah, the, the skull <laughs> the skull of the Marky Desaad. Yeah. <laughs> takes hold of George and he makes kill, him he kills his stab drum his drums. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, it's there. It's Now I'm going to have to give him a skull and, a, and like, a Beelzebub statue. And, a, and the book. And a book. Yeah. A little table or whatever. <laughs> he'll probably just end up using it like a drum. He'll break. He'll break it. You know, it's like <laughs> it's crappy. Because that's what drummers do. They just beat on everything. Yeah. Like, the whole world is a drum. But yeah. Like I got practice giving your head. <laughs> killing it. I think my favorite thing vocally you ever did was uh, sarcophagus. It's still my favorite. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's got some gutturals on there. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's you come in in the music video. You're in the you know the cemetery where you still got you. You're rocking your hair. Oh, right on. Curls and stuff. And you're just like, who dares to The first time I saw that, I was like, Jesus, <laughs> my fucking dick just blew off. Yeah, I've been awesome. trying to have a little bit more variety, but when I listen back to the earlier Nile records, I'm just like, wow, man, that's really deep. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like the past record and like just recently, I've been trying to blend more of everything together. Yeah. I think that's a really nice mix too. It's, it's yeah to have like the angry aggressive like ah you know, but also have the yeah you gotta have the you know, which Carl always does too you know he's got you guys complement work well on yeah each other. It thanks so man fucking, it sounds so fucking good live <laughs> too that's another thing I've never uh, you don't see I don't know I'm not real impressed with a lot of newer bands I won't go there with it but but yeah I I, I like my I like my my death metal in a certain way so. Yeah, there's only a few things that it, like there's a, there's like two new bands that I really like that really? are death metal. Yeah, one of them was Hideous Divinity from I've, Italy. I've I'm not sure if I've ever heard that. I actually did guest vocals on a track on their last album. The album's called Cobra Verde. It's based off some book. Right? Love to check wow. that out. Okay, but they have a lot of the uh, almost the they live looking art on some of their. Oh albums. my god! And like Obey and oh yeah, they have all that oh, shit. That's awesome. Um, Definitely check them. And then uh, there's a French band called Svart Crown, which remind me of, like, they actually remind me of Immolation a lot. Wow. Really? And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's real. It's real fucking death metal. You know, it's not, it's what people are trying to pass off as metal nowadays. It's not, you know, and these are the same people that are apparently calling what I listen to dad rock. Well, guess what? Everything I listen to is dad rock. You want to know why? Because I'm a fucking dad. That's right. why. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just you know we uh, Corey's never seen Level Creation. We're going to see them in October, and it's just, that's the stuff I listen to. I like. Oh sure. I man. like. That's what I'm. You know, it's I'm more excited. We're seeing Slayer a few nights before that, but I'm more excited about seeing Malevolent. Me too. I've never seen him. He's never seen him. And Incantations on the bill too. So I've seen that. Kind of a double shot. Malevolent's Killer Alive. I have. I have yet to hear their latest one. I heard good things about it. It's fucking great. Airman's Jesus. The last one that I actually heard by them was was fucking 
2000, my mom's 10 years ago, was Doomsday X, and I thought yeah, that was awesome. a really oh, good Oh, it was. This new album's a shit Oh, it's great. Like, Jason's back with him, too, yeah. which I, yeah. I know he's in and out or whatever. It's just a shred fest, like all out of song. And Eric Rutan did it, so yeah, it's, it's very pretty raw, awesome. Yeah. yeah, very impressive. So it's oh, got Rudy. the... I love Rudy. But I love <laughs> it, and the, the, I still think, I'm excited to see him do it live. It's, yeah, man. Well, they're always tight as shit. I, I saw them when they had Dave Colross on drums years wow. ago. Oh, yeah. And he's he's just kind of like, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he's just really solid. He's like a freaking machine. Yeah. You know, his kick drum work is just, he's just dead on. Um, I've actually seen clips of him with Suffocation, which was very cool. It was It's actually cool to A, B, and C, like Mike Smith. And then see Cole Ross and then see Kevin Talley. Yeah. I haven't checked the new, they got a new guy now, but. Really? If you just watch those guys. Kevin's not with them anymore? No. Oh, I did not know that. They're yeah. all great drummers for suffocation, but they all just had their own different style. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit different flavor, I but I, I really enjoyed watching Talley with them. But uh, apparently the new guy kicks ass. So. We had Mike on the podcast. Oh, right on. What a. He's you a should check it out. Man. Well, you would talk cool. about an interview. That was a. <laughs> yeah, he, he is literally he's goes a into the cool juice dude. like start to finish of the history. Of the I mean, band. he went through the entire thing. I was like, wow. So it's it was just cool to talk to him about that. But I, you know, it's I think it's we had a band on the other night that I'm a big fan of. If you, uh, speaking of Cool Ross, he actually played on one of the records like Orgasm. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that band. I oh, think those yeah. guys are fucking cool. Like it and. We had all those guys on, and I got out of control. They were talking about taking pictures of their shit and all this other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crazy, but we never we never actually got to talk to him about day. We were trying to talk more with Damien, and he didn't. He he was awesome, and I don't think he really wanted. I would try to get him to unearth some stuff for us or whatever, even mm-hmm. kind of go into the broken hope, and he just never really. He would, but I never think they were really partying. And oh, they were. We were, we had a blast with yeah. it. Was fucking great. But th- yeah. th- I love those guys. I, it's hard for me to find newer stuff that I that I really like because it seems like it goes down this other thing that I can't. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely check the the hideous divinity out. Man. I think you'll like that. I've I mean, heard of it. It's straight up brutal fucking death metal. I mean, okay. it's no bullshit. Yeah. That's what yeah. I want. That's yeah. that's what I want. You know. Right, what was the name None of, of the these track? Bashy breakdowns. Like I no. can't stand the it. The slam. I can't, I can't do it, man. Well, okay, just to... Suffocation, I think. Not to listen to a breakdown, suffocation. Let's go there. We have to, because they hate us anyway. Uh, You know, (laughs) Whitechapel's from here. Oh, I didn't know they were here. You're in there. You're in there. Yeah, and we're not... uh, That's not where we're in Jacksonville, Florida, and that apparently was Lent Biscuit territory. Oh, Oh, man. Well, the good good thing about Jacksonville, (laughs) Lauderdale's right there, and you got the malevolent guys. They're hopefully kind of... Yeah. Been there for a long time, so that's cool. But but no, yeah, this is. I'm not a fan of deathcore and all that stuff. I can't do it. I don't know. I can't, I just, really get I'm it. A riff I can't guy. do it. I like shredding and I like riffs. I know, just can't do it. And I, I it just you know I go to go to a show and you can appreciate we're the same age. You go to shit. Kid wearing a death shirt to get laid. It's really. It's, I saw it. Yeah, it's like wow. He's yeah. definitely wearing the wrong shirt. Right. But he's but he's got it in like hot topic, and it's like this. It's it's his nuts are showing. It's like, come on, dude. You know. Oh I yeah. I can't do this. I can't do that stuff. But you get me just a good shred wear for the blast. I wear that. That's for me. Chuck played in here on the Human Tour. Oh, killer! In this yeah. it was a totally different venue, but they played in here. Uh, Venom played in here in '91. Uh, Slayer did play here till the very first time until '98. And I'll tell you another cool show that I saw in here was uh, Pestilence was on the same bill with Death, but I also got to see uh, Gorguts, Napalm Death, Godflesh, and I can't remember who else was on that. Oh, uh, Cryptopsy was on that. Cryptopsy. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, so. 
some cool stuff on that stage, but not so much anymore. I don't know. I find this stuff getting older. It's like I, I have more and more trouble finding death metal that I like. It's, Check out my other band. I would love to. It's called Narcotic Wasteland. Oh, I'm going to. I told oh, you. Yeah. Wow, that was some thunder. Narcotic Wasteland. It's, it's the skull. Yeah, it's the skull. <laughs> the skull. The skull. Forgot it was like pissed on it. <laughs> but yeah, I'll it's good to watch a horror movie and have the. Can, 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 can we buy that stuff? Is oh, I'll nice? just give you guys a copy. No sure, worries. man. Man, I yeah. love that. I would no love it. Narcotic Wasteland. Yeah, I hope you check. I hope you like it. I'm actually six songs into the new record. This one I put out in 2014. The other guys, or is just you doing your thing? Um, it's me. Yeah, it's a full band. It started okay. out just being me, then I was like, the more I got into it, the more I wanted That's to put awesome. a band together. Sure. And uh, we actually just tried out a drummer that we really think is going to work out, and uh, hopefully we're going to start playing some shows with it soon. But wow, okay. for now, I'm just wanting to, you know, get this other record out. And that way, we'll have like two albums worth of material to play live. Any influences that, or is it straight up death metal stuff? Uh, like I would say it's just some old school deathy, thrashy. There's some black in there. I mean, it's That's just kind of nice stuff. And nice. a lot of the lyrical content talks about, you know, the pharmaceutical issue that's going on right now with people getting strung out on that really bad. Like, pharmaceutical drugs kill more people than all the street drugs. It's combined. a big problem here. It's a big problem everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is where me and the bass player and the other guitar player grew up. We grew up in a situation where that was really all there was to get into. Right. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? You got I, the guy from the skull sniffing the stuff on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and actually, we did a video for the song called Keeping Up with the Jones. Okay. And uh, in the video, the, uh, the, the actor in the video actually snorts the logo. It's, Holy wow. shit. Yeah. And it's kind, of a, it's kind of a little cheeky thing on words, but basically it's talking about, you know, how people would compete um, with, you know, you get a TV, so your neighbor's got to get a bigger TV. Yeah, right, kind of right. Well, now all that's so gone because yeah. everybody's strung out on fucking drugs. Right. You don't see that anymore. And while that was really bad, it right. was kind of fucked up. Now they don't even have that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's what the song is kind of about. But that's. I hope you guys dig it. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Definitely. That would be awesome. Narcotic okay. Wasteland, guys. Definitely check that shit out. Hideous Divinity. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those tracks, an Italian band. Sounds pretty sick just by the name. It sounds pretty. Uh, it's cool stuff. The bass player did a cover of Permitting the Noble Dead to Descend to the Underworld on wow, bass. Yeah. He nice. tore it up and I was like, wow, you nailed it, dude. I was like, oh, shit. That's the, awesome. Yeah, they're really talented too, musicians awesome. and they write killer songs. And, and you're on that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just did the I just did vocals on the one track. That's awesome. Guest vocals or whatever. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Have you got you guys that would be really awesome. They actually they actually toured Cannibal with Europe earlier this year. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. That'd be a good deal. Yep. That's awesome. Anything else you'd like to plug before we uh, cut off here? Not really, man. It's rain. It's starting to rain like hell. I'm gonna go. Uh, we're about to have the stage to set up here in a couple of minutes, so I gotta yeah. get going. And uh, Dallas, warm, thank you for warm up a little bit. Oh man, awesome. was, this, this was great. Incredible. This is. Like our favorite thing is so amazing. We're here with Dallas for the Summer Slaughter Tour. Uh, Dallas is still. We watched Chris Ian earlier. They were fucking fantastic. Uh, and great dudes. And, yeah, and one of the best. I I haven't heard their new one, but super fans too. The, I love the great execution. That's like oh, oh, that record's nasty. My favorite one on that is uh, oh, what's the name of that fucking song? It might be the Great Execution. I don't remember what the song is called. Uh, maybe it's the Jury. I don't know what it 
it is. It's like that song is dirty. Yeah, it's just expect the nastiest from that. I love how they got it broke down like you know, sort of a Ryan. Sort of a Ryan. That's what it's called. And then, and then it's like out of nowhere. It's like I love the arrangements. Yeah, that's great. They sound like a fucking battalion. Oh yeah, they're just nasty. Axes ripping fucking limbs in half and shit. Just picture armies of people just like ripping each other in half. Oh yeah. Cannonballs like fucking nailing like 50 people at once. Right. <laughs> Splatter fest, you know. Uh, definitely good shit. But, uh, this has been amazing. Oh, yeah, man. Appreciate you doing this, this, man. Yeah, it's no problem. Cool. It was a lot of fun.